We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest this morning, Atia Taylor. She is the founder of Womanly Magazine, which was founded in 2017 and is fiscally sponsored by the Brooklyn Arts Council. It provides accessible health information to black and brown communities and women and non-binary people through visual and literary art. And it's, of course, um, you know, completely a, a 501c3 nonprofit. And recently, um, the reason we have a T on, especially to sort of even further localize things, is in a recent issue, um, it was all about addressing the issue of high blood pressure in the city of Baltimore. And that was a partnership with MICA, the Maryland Institute College of Art, for the images as well. So, what's a great partnership? We're going to be talking to you about all of that, Atia. And you have quite a, a bio. We're going to introduce you real quick. Um, that you are, you know, New York City based. Not only are you running Womanly Magazine, but you're also a musician, a writer, a content producer, founder of Womanly, the Dorothy, and a member of the Art Department Collective. Your work is rooted in social justice, art, and design to bring inclusive and culturally relevant content to sound, print, and digital realms. You're passionate about building and cultivating communities through journalism, music, storytelling, and research. And we're really proud to bring you that platform today on Spotlight on Maryland. So welcome to the program, Atia. How are you doing this morning? Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Um, thanks for having me in Womanly. Doing great. Awesome. And we were referred uh, to you by, well, we'd heard about your, your the issue that we talked about, the um, the issue of high blood pressure in Baltimore with women especially. Um, it, was that back in May that that issue came out? Yes, yeah. back in May in the spring. And and if anybody is saying, oh, I want to take a look at that, and we're going to have some images up at our website, todays1019.com, um, after this interview airs so people can take a look at the layouts and whatnot. But you are a, um online magazine at womanlymag.com as well as print. Is that right? Yes. Our issues are fully available on our website, womanlymag.com. So anyone who wants to learn or or take a look at the information in the in the print issue can take it take a look online as well. And if they are old school like me and sometimes like to pick up a magazine, you know, um where can they pick that up in the in the print form? We uh we have an online shop, womanlymag.com slash shop and you can pick it up there. We're currently um sending the magazines to health centers across Baltimore. Um so you might you might see one in your waiting room somewhere. 
That's cool. So, yeah, we're in COVID time. Sometimes for a while, magazines disappeared, right? Which is why the online component <laughs> is so important, too, on our smartphones or wherever you have a moment to, to check out your really vital, critical information that you're getting out there for people. Um, and I'm sure I would imagine you can probably get more information on the website, too, about how to possibly subscribe. Is that something people can do as well? Yes, we are actually still working through our subscription model um, because we've been so focused on distributing them for free to low-income folks. Um, so we will be relaunching next early next year with a subscription platform. That's, that's great. Really so that's who you're, you're really trying to get this vital information out to. Um, so tell us a little bit more about Womanly Magazine and, and how it all began. You are the founder. That's so exciting. I'm the founder. Um, I started Womanly in 2017 with a small group of my friends. We were um, looking to make a dent in the art world, but also in the health world, because we wanted to see more people that look like us represented in the media and in health media. I think a lot of the um, pamphlets you might see when you go to the doctor or to your healthcare center, um, they're typically um, kind of sterile and you're reading a lot of text. Sometimes it's easier to use diagrams or see people that are more that look more like you that make you feel more comfortable about getting care um, or more encouraged to get care. So we really wanted to make an impression um, and, and do some cool, really culturally relevant, maybe touch on some topics that haven't been talked about, um, maybe because of stigma or because they've been overlooked. Um, so, yeah, I got together with a bunch of friends and we we started Womanly Magazine. Um, we're about seven issues in now. That's so cool. And is that something that when you were growing up, are you originally from New York? I'm actually from Philadelphia. Oh, so cool. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all, all like cool. accessible on the Northeast corridor. We can hop on the, the Amtrak and visit each other. Um, so <laughs> that was that something as as a as a young um, woman growing up in Philly that you felt like you were underserved or not seeing those um, images and messages weren't really being you know uh, addressed to you necessarily. Is that something you wanted to to change? Certainly now when you have the you know, the partnerships and the wherewithal and the talent to get something like that off the ground and be successful and be seven issues deep. That's an incredible accomplishment. Thank you. Yes, it was. Um, as, a, as a child, I was really interested in media and writing. So I did a lot of storytelling and I liked art and making music, as you know. So um, I was always trying to figure out ways to, you know, kind of do something creative, and I also have an interest in um, health. Um, I, I was reading a lot, even on my own as a kid, about sex ed and really trying to understand um, why there were certain health health issues for black and brown people, and especially in this country, that were preventable, that weren't being treated, um, and my family specifically going through a lot of health issues. So that definitely touched me deeply. Um, so I, I, you know, I have this skill of facilitating art. So I think it was a no-brainer for me once I got older to to combine the two. Yeah, and that's definitely um, the collective is really the way. Um, that's kind of your background, where you come from, and getting all those voices together. 
um, you know, the Brooklyn Arts Council that that fiscally sponsors you and, you know, just your connections, it sounds like, um, you know, if anybody's like, hey, I want to start a magazine, too. <laughs> Sometimes it sounds yeah. easier or maybe it either sounds scary or easier said than done. I don't know. But I think you've used your your contacts in, a, in an effective way to get that going. And um, so those health issues that impacted you and your family and probably still do, maybe, um, what what types of health issues have you addressed in the past and um, you know, and how do you, does womanly decide which, you know, health issues to cover or you're, you're slowly getting to them one by one, maybe? <laughs> right. We've covered um, in the past, our first issue was on sex education. Um, then we covered, well, heart health was a big one um, overall. I know we just did one on hypertension, but that one was our second issue, our first print, and it was overall um, covering heart, heart health. Um, we covered aging and black maternal health, um, stress, stress relief, and we also covered nutrition and eating well. And then our, our, our seventh issue is on um, hypertension. So we really focus on issues that are currently impacting, um, largely impacting low-income communities, especially women um, who are women of color. With things like black maternal health, there, you know, there's sometimes a really pressing moment for some information and vital information to get out there. So that was um, something we decided to do with, you know, the pandemic. We noticed that there were a lot of people without food. Um, and we wanted to help people access and understand um, what was going on in their neighborhoods and maybe why there were food, things like food apartheid and how to eat well, even on a budget. So we, um, we really, look at the current climate um, economically, socially, culturally to determine what we we think is important to cover at the moment. And has that need continued to be great as the pandemic continues or are we getting, um, are we making some progress or do you still have lots more work to do? Oh, there's tons of work always. Um, <laughs> we, we tried to, you know, and, and we're not afraid to cover an issue twice. So we covered Heart health, but we went even deeper with with the MICA partnership on hypertension because hypertension is a huge issue in Baltimore, and we had this opportunity to work with MICA and wanted to do something impactful in the city of Baltimore. Um, so we're not afraid to go to an issue twice. We will definitely dive deep into something that's specific to a city or to a specific group. So yeah, we are we are all about you know continuing to address issues that are that people are facing. Well, as a Baltimore uh, resident, I'm uh, very proud that you guys uh, are doing that. And how did you first become involved in the Baltimore community? Did somebody say, hey, this is sort of um, is in alignment with what you're doing and, you know, introduced you to the need here or the, the you know, the health? Not, I don't know what to call it, a health crisis. Would you, you know, how would you describe um, just the, the issue, I guess, the topic of high blood pressure in the city of Baltimore, especially? So you chose that focus. Is that something that you... Um, came up with yourself or, or was it something that they, that Micah and, um, you know, the, from the commissioner of health. Um, oh, right. So is it um, something that they brought to your attention or how did that, how did that partnership start? Sure. Um, so our managing editor is actually in Baltimore. Um, she's been there for a few years and really kind of deep in that community. And we've always been targeting New York, Philadelphia, and Baltimore as places that we've wanted to impact. Um, so we could have a, a bigger impact and a, as a focus on cities that were in our area. 
Um, and so our managing editor, Ariana, she had this um, contact at MICA, and they reached out about wanting to work with us. Um, and we, you know, we as a group, as a health team, as an editorial team, we had to think of an issue that maybe um, Baltimore is facing right now, and hypertension, high blood pressure happens to be one of them. Um, black women especially are really suffering and dying from high blood pressure. So we we chose that topic as a team, and then we brought that to MICA um, as their graduate students were um, involved in the process of creating graphics and art for the um, the issue. So it was a um, the health information was on us, and then we kind of worked with MICA to really get the art and the the um, the ump behind it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because heart health is so important and is um, really a, a leading cause of death for women that people don't often think about, but it but it really is and has been for some time. So um, how has this response been from the Baltimore community with the work that you've done and uh, particularly with MICA, which is really cool. They do groundbreaking work and, you know, speak for itself, mm-hmm. really. But to really uh, dive into the issue, I encourage people to do that, to look at the artwork and um, that partnership that comes to life on on the page or, um, you know, on your computer, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah, we're super grateful to Micah for their involvement. You know, it's so, we feel so blessed and privileged to work with an institution of that size and of that stature. We're um, always looking for ways to, to kind of amplify the work we're doing. Um, the Baltimore community was very, very involved in making this issue. We interviewed um, I interviewed the um, someone in the equity department in the government and, and a president in, at John Hopkins on racial equity, um, and we had a Baltimore photographer involved. So we had so many elements outside of even Micah that were involved in this issue. We really wanted to center it in the community, um, from the people to the people making decisions. We were able to get a billboard um, up to have a rotating digital billboard in Baltimore. I'm, I'm not super familiar with all of the neighborhoods, but I believe it was near the, one of the train stations in Baltimore, um, closer to downtown, that had preventive, preventive measures for um, preventing heart disease um, and high blood pressure. And that was amazing. And that was all thanks to Micah. So we've had um, so much positive reinforcement from this. And obviously the pandemic has created um, issues with getting down there for me and, and being able to kind of, you know, give the magazines out in person and have events. But we do hope once the pandemic is over to kind of reignite this relationship and, you know, still go down to Baltimore and have some events and do some talks about what's going on. Yeah, so that's something on your radar um, that you're hoping to to make happen when you're able to with, you know, CDC guidelines and everything else? Yes, absolutely. I can picture, I'm picturing right now, like a large cardboard cutout, um, you know, oversized version of the magazine and a ribbon cutting and, you know, the the health commissioner there and, you know, everyone else, all the dignitaries and, and even just regular people, you know, that are there because they're excited that you're, you're, you know, sort of shining the spotlight on Baltimore and, and women in particular and and hypertension and heart health. Um, that is so important. And it's, so it sounds like the response has been good. And is is May, I don't know how often your issues are released, but is May the most recent issue? Is that the one that people can log on and find right now? Or, or do you have one since then? That is the most recent issue. Okay, yeah. cool. So that, so if anybody goes 
to um, womanlymag.com. That's the information that they're going to see on there. And there's also your website's very user-friendly. You can also um, click on, you know, the other previous issues and some of those other topics that you've you've handled um, as well in the other previous uh, six issues. So they can definitely, um, you know, check back there. Um, and how do you decide, like, I know that you want to kind of focus on New York, Philly, and Baltimore, and there's certainly a lot of people that you can serve in those areas. Um, but how do those, you know, partnerships come together? And are there others that you're, that people have let you know about or that you have also on your radar that you want to make sure that you, you know, address in future issues? Yes, we do. We are um, currently focusing on more of a topic base again. Um, we're in a little bit of a redevelopment of our website and understanding how we can be better serving for communities. So in a, in a bit of a transition phase, I, we have talked about the South and some of the issues being faced down there. Um, I know abortion access is um, a very pressing issue that might be something we cover or the vaccine. Vaccine confidence and awareness is something that we're very passionate about. So we're still deciding, but um, we will, we are very open to expanding into other cities and, and seeing where, I mean, wherever the issue is, we, we'd like to, to cover. Yeah, is there a section on your website, or will there be maybe, um, where people can sort of make suggestions about things that are impacting their community that you want you to want uh, Womanly Magazine to cover? Sure. Um, we have a contact us uh, button. It goes to me. <laughs> um, and it's just info at womanlymag.com. We are definitely open to suggestions. Open to submissions at womanlymag.com is also one. If you have a story you want to tell or art you like to submit, we love to kind of keep the options open for where we can go. We are also very, very interested in, in partnerships, and we want to make as big an impact as we can through art. Great. And, you know, you can't really do that without the help of other people, too. So. Um, how can people who are listening to this program, or maybe we'll click on the link later and, and find it, um, how can people get involved and support Womanly? You know, as a nonprofit, I'm sure it, it definitely costs money to put a, a magazine of this caliber out um, online and in print. So, you know, what are some ways that people can get involved and what are some things, a two-part question here. Uh, first, how can yeah. they get involved and do that? But secondly, uh, what are some of the things on your wish list right now that you particularly need, especially... Um, dealing with, you know, operating during the pandemic like we all are right now, because right now we're on the phone and, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. relying on their smartphones and Slack and email and text. And um, it's a little been Zoom, you know, we've kind of gotten used to that over the last year and a half. But I'm sure eventually, like you were saying about visiting Baltimore and kind of celebrating it and all that you've accomplished, you know, even without having really physically been there much. Yeah, we have um, many ways to, to help us. Um, as you mentioned, we are physically sponsored by Spoken Arts Council, so you can make a tax-deductible donation to Womanly. Um, we currently um, we currently rely on donations to put the magazine out. Um, we you know we do sales, and you can if you are a shop or a store in Baltimore, or any city. We um, we do stock the magazines there. That helps definitely helps to to offset some of our costs and we have all kinds of brand partnerships. If you want to get involved with volunteering, once um, events open back up, we love to have people volunteer at our events or come just attend. Um, you can send us an email or you, we have a, a volunteer page as well. 
Yeah, are you currently accepting? Um, that's great. And so again, that's uh, womanlymag.com. Um, and is that something that you're you are working with volunteers? I know some nonprofits are welcoming them back. Some haven't yet. You know, it always varies from from uh, you know nonprofit to nonprofit. Yeah, not at the moment. We are um, currently fully staffed, and um, we have quite low overhead just due to the pandemic and some of our transition. But we will. I think it's something that people should you know, keep an eye on and sign up for our newsletter. We always um, post any opportunities there as well. That's great. So you mentioned earlier that Ariana, who is Baltimore-based, your managing director that had a lot to do with the current issue, which is um, about uh, the underlying causes of, you know, high blood pressure and particularly the topic of high blood pressure and the impact of uh, in the city of Baltimore and um, and for women. So what are some of the other members of your staff that you maybe want to highlight now and, and what they bring to the table and some things that we can look forward to in the future from them and your collaborative efforts? Sure. I mean, we have a, a very big team. It's been such a huge um, community effort from our amazing um, volunteers. We have a great large editorial team, um, Ariana McGett, Hannah Condelaria is our art director um, from Philadelphia. We have um, an amazing, amazing editorial team, um, Betty Furman and Sarah Cuddy, who's actually in Toronto. Um, oh, and cool. Yeah, we, we have a, a, our staff kind of reaches far and wide. Um, we have a, an amazing graphic designer. Um, his name is Jeremy from Philadelphia as well. And, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I could go on forever. Our health team <laughs> is, is, is wonderful. Um, I would love to thank um, Allison, um, who put this together on our team, our PR manager as well. Um, just so many people to thank. Yeah, wonderful. yeah, yeah, there really are. You definitely um, don't do it alone, that's for sure. And if someone, like, you know, say if there's someone who is, you know, a student at Micah or they're just driving around listening to this program and they're like an up-and-coming artist that's like, ooh, I could get involved in something like this and use their talents to actually Mm -hmm. raise awareness about important issues in underserved communities. Um, Is that something that you're kind of constantly on the lookout for the next generation of talent to come and help you, uh, you know, continue your great work? Of course, yes. Uh, Anyone interested in, um, you don't have to just be, you know, an artist. We we love artists. Um, We also love people just wanting to tell their story. Anyone can... um, email us submissions at womanlymag.com. I get those emails and I would love to to talk to you if you have, you know, if you want to work with us or have some cool ideas or just want to share your work. Yeah, because that's that's the most authentic editorial content. I mean, you are talking about real people and real issues and um, it's really it's really groundbreaking. I'm so uh, really in awe of all that you have to do because it seems like all Thank roads, you. yeah, all roads roads lead back to Atia, a Taylor, and your and your email. You know, because it really starts like that. And it's cool. <laughs> um, one good thing about the pandemic is sort of making the world a little smaller. That you're, you know, operating with people in Philly and New York and Baltimore, and you're all sort of like, you know, sending things back and forth to each other. It is possible to operate, and it's not like you just stopped production because we're in the middle of what we're all going through, but it's nice that you've been able to power through all that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And if not, I mean, especially there's even more conversations to talk about in the world of health. And um, is there anything else in your background um, that you want to uh, talk to about that sort of like led you to the work that you're doing? Um, you know, you t- uh, told us a little bit in the beginning about how 
um, the images that you would see in pamphlets that the doctor weren't, you know, didn't, that were looking back at you didn't look like you and you're, you're changing that landscape and making it, um, you know, more inclusive. So um, what else was it in your background that sort of inspired you to start and found uh, Womanly Magazine? Um, I think, you know, I, I, I grew up with um, my, I lived with my grandparents and I went to boarding school. Um, so I had a lot of time on my hands and it was a boarding school for low income um, children of low income families. So we kind of went without. Um, and I think I, I, I internalized a lot of that as a creative person. I kind of, I, I love problem solving. Uh, so I, my career went to, I, uh, I was working at Planned Parenthood, um, doing some work for, um, you know, sex education, abortion access, I'm a writer. Um, I've always been interested in women's health issues and as a musician also have written about women, um, in music. So all of these paths, um, have just led to me um, wanting to make a something that I would want to read, something that I would want to see out in the world, something that I haven't seen out in the world. Health magazines today are um, not what I would envision for myself um, as someone looking for health information. And as a person who loves print, loves media, loves to look at art magazines, I wanted to be one of those contributors. So I feel like a perfect storm happened in my life to lead me here. Yeah, it's true because you mentioned you had the health background as well. So that is like the perfect uh, marriage of all of your skills and your interests and your experience all coming together like that. And um, have there been any sort of like, I don't want to say famous people because I think in my mind everyone is, is famous for one reason or another, but have there been any people along the way that have said, oh my gosh, you know, I've really gotten behind you and said, oh, I want to help you. I want to get this out there more and, and, you know, that kind of noticed what you're doing and um, offered to help in, in a way using their platform and all? Yes. Um, I mean, our team is huge and they've all been volunteers. Um, Brooklyn Arts Council obviously has has been so helpful to us. Um, we have worked with uh, so many institutions across Philly, Baltimore, and um in New York, I mean, Johns Hopkins was very nice to let us, you know, interview them and um, have interviewed the American Heart Association and so many amazing collaborations and panels we've been able to speak on. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to pinpoint, honestly. I think this community of just people in the world who's, who volunteered their time and efforts to make this happen has made it quite miraculous. Yeah, it really is working together. And and the beauty of Baltimore, I mean, their, their need is great, but also our resources like Hopkins and University of Maryland Medical System, the institutions, um, medical institutions are phenomenal. So you have the resources, you just kind of need someone like you that's sort of facilitating everything and getting the word out and getting people the information and the help that they need. So it's really, it really is the perfect partnership. I can't wait to see what else you guys have in store. And I hope um, any word yet on how soon maybe we can get you to Baltimore and, and celebrate the work of your most recent issue of Womanly Magazine, which again um, is available now at womanlymag.com, also in print and is distributed in, um, as you said, in health clinics and um, women's health clinics locally. And also you can find more info on the website about that, but understanding the issue of high blood pressure and how it impacts um, the city of Baltimore and the residents here. Um, so we can't wait. Any, any word on when you might come and see us? 
Uh, I'm not sure just yet. I think so. Hopefully, hopefully sometime next spring. Gotcha. We'll be. I'll be picking you up at the train station. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) We look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Atia Taylor. We could talk to you for another half an hour again. We've been talking to Atia Taylor, who is the founder of Womanly Mag, amongst other many wonderful musical and uh, literary things. And I encourage you to check out more at womanlymag.com. And uh, we look anything we forgot to ask you, uh, Atia, before we let you roll and get back to, you know, working on the next issue. Uh, no, I don't think so. Just okay. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Likewise, you've really enlightened us. And thanks for the great work. And on behalf of the city of Baltimore, thank you. And thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you all for listening, too. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.